Hi, and welcome back to Talk About It with Kate. I'm Kate, and if you're new to this, welcome back. <laughs> if you're true to this, welcome to the party. So if you don't know, this new season, I am interviewing all of my favorite people, everyone I've met that's really impacted my life, I would say in the last 10 years, who are hardworking entrepreneurs, actors, writers, stylists, you name it. So in honor of Pride Month, because it is June, if you're watching this now, it's June. If not, then you're late to the party. I have my friend who is kind of like a queer icon, like <laughs> kind of out here doing it and killing it. And I'm so, so proud to introduce my friend, Jess. Hey. Jess! <laughs> How are you today? Wait, hold on. That was a great intro. Was it a great that intro? Was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. Are you honored? <laughs> I'm, I'm so like excited. on Talk About It, Kate. You're on talk about it. Yeah, we've been talking about it too. We've been talking about you being here for a second. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. since the beginning. Yeah. But we just had to wait on it. Right. You know, great things take time. Now the great conversation is here. And now you're here. So if you don't mind introducing yourself to those who are watching. Yeah, my name is Jess. Go by Jake Killam. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I guess, a gay icon. I'm like a big gay sister to some. Definitely. And I have a YouTube and a TikTok, Instagram, all the things. I'm a little bit of an influencer type person. <laughs> I don't really like saying that, but. Please be proud. <laughs> Please be proud. Say it loud and proud. <laughs> um, I would like to say I'm a person of interest uh, and an, a person that inspires, you know, like, but that. in the community mainly and especially for women that look like me or struggling with their identity and things in the gay world because I've been through it. Yeah. Been through some stuff. You started the process already. <sighs> yeah, so, and then, you know, I just, I also make videos and photos and it's been my thing for a long time and I dedicated that to the community. But then I also got into dance and so now I'm on stages taking my clothes off. And <laughs> <laughs> just, Jess is on stages. You know. Magic Mike. <laughs> Step up, and you got served, had a baby? Oh, wow. It's just That's a crazy mix. <laughs> no, it's true. You have to see for yourself. We will link all of Jess's socials. But also, since we're in, you know, Pride Month, yeah. what are your preferred pronouns? She, her. It's cool. She, her. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. And do you feel as though this is something you embody? Like, you embody femininity? You embody masculinity? I do. You like do it all? both. Yeah like fully and like as much as people have asked me like are you trans or you know have you ever thought about that i've had like straight people ask me that too and i'm like if you're trans like yeah one time they're like I, have you ever thought about it i'm like what are we talking about what's it <laughs> <laughs> what are we, what are we talking about? Uh, so i just uh yeah i i really love being a woman i think it's just the most amazing thing i think women are amazing yeah i love us i love how versatile we can be and just like that we can look like this yeah I love that you are very open about that on your socials. Your TikTok in particular, I would say, you share this openness to you about your queer identity and the, the value that you offer to the queer community, especially for like non-conforming, you know, genders and people who are just like, yeah, I am this, but I'm also a woman. Like, no, mm -hmm. you're, you see it? Mm -hmm. I'm a woman mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're confused. We look like this now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm giving. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
So also you touched on your photography and yeah. videography. Yeah. I've worked with Jess a lot. Um, you got me so much work. Kate. Yeah, over the years we've that. done super fun events, super fun weddings. Oh yeah. We be at the clubs together. Jess gets all <laughs> my favorite content of me. Oh, yeah. If you see me fucking it up in the it's club, she. it's she. Jay Killer with the camera, <laughs> and it's the angles for me. It's the when I see you going back and forth, I'm like switching. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that transition is gonna be sick. Yeah, no, I gotta put you in every video. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And they all go viral uh -huh. <laughs> on TikTok. As they should. Because who doesn't love women right. who love women? Mm -hmm. mm. And especially when they're attractive and they look like this, you know? like And they look like that. You Come on. <laughs> so on your TikTok in particular, you're very open about dating. <laughs> oh you're very open. <laughs> you're open about your interests. Yeah. Your lack thereof as well. <laughs> so... Yeah. I have some questions for you, if you don't mind. Go ahead. What are we talking about? What is your ideal partner? My ideal partner? I get mm. this question, like, every day, I feel like. Because <laughs> you talk about it. I don't, really. Do you, you talk about your, your, what you don't want. Right. But you never talk about what you do want. Okay. So what do you want? I, well, my thing, first of all, is about race. It's like, I'm not really attracted to white women. But I, you know, you can you can have a flavor. It's okay. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just I have been around the world when it comes to that. So like experiencing different cultures with women has been amazing. And why are you looking? <laughs> and um, I'm now I'm at a place where like, uh, it used to be more about looks and all that stuff, and I feel like that happens as age happens. Yeah. But I definitely am more attracted to the mind and like, are you teaching me things? Are you inspiring me? Are you making me feel? good are you like asking me questions like i've always been the listener and the yeah like it's just exhausting and the provider and now i'm kind of like i'm kind of leaning towards women that can like give me some and like really hold it down a little bit you need bit. a boss bitch i think you almost kind of need like a hyper independent but like not super hyper like not all the way over there like you want to feel wanted but you also want to feel needed you yeah. know so yeah and I, I i really am here for women that like get the life that i live entrepreneurial yeah all that stuff that's so important because nine to five women i'm so sorry but this is not don't work i feel like your um we won't even call it lifestyle your choices you what you are interested in can be quite off-putting to the average girl who doesn't want to see her woman <laughs> getting rubbed up on with dollars all night <laughs> that's another one like it's very hard to find women who are securing themselves to just be like yeah you know, and like support it and encourage it. They're, they're yeah. kind of like, yeah, they think about it and then it comes down to it. You yeah. probably have to find somebody who's also in this industry with you. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about dating in LA in the gay scene? Um, if you asked me this a year ago, I would have given you a whole different answer. But now I feel like my hope has been like a little bit relived and revived a little bit. What, what changed that? Please, <laughs> I, I would love to know. <laughs> um, a lot of things. One, I've been like, I'm good at, I'm big, big on manifesting and like affirmations and calling in what I want in life, right? Yes, and we yes. just, I do that very well, but now I've been really honing in on like specifics. So specifically, I've been looking for women that I just described. I've called in someone that is in my life now that I feel like matches that. <laughs> but also that person and thing I've been calling in is poly, open, oh. that era. So like now I'm in that era of like, I like, being open and, and being open to openness and so did this person do that for you 
they were already living that life and I feel like I was looking for an opportunity. I didn't think it would like, I thought it was gonna come in like someone, like maybe I wasn't that interested in or it was gonna be more of like a fling. Yeah. But this person, I was like, I really like this person. So it was like kind of conflicting, but then it's been a while. So now I'm like, oh, I'm chilling. Like I'm- It's been a while with this person. Yeah. The tea? <laughs> the tea? That, I, I keep my shit low. Low. What? Like, I, I would have had no but idea. You also haven't been to our events lately. Oh, have have we been public at the events? Oh. Okay, let's talk about the events. <laughs> now that we're here. Yeah. Jay, Jay Killam just <laughs> is a part of a women's collective called Taste Entertainment. They yeah. throw... The fattest, funnest, girls on girls, women who love women yes. events. And they go crazy. The events are insane. Yeah. So let's talk about how you got started with Taste and what that experience has been like and where you guys see yourself going. Taste has uh, been a little baby that burst like maybe five, six years ago by P Nasty, DJ, DJ P Nasty. <laughs> DJ P Nasty. <laughs> hey, P. <laughs> and that's the homie, that's the fam. And her wife, uh, partner, is also a part of it. And they've been working on that. I came in about four years ago and I was like, I feel like I can do a lot more with your videos and content and producing and just making this like a way better experience because I see how much potential this has like yeah. it's amazing and I've never seen anything like this yeah so something someone coming in from like that perspective from the outside being like I see this like it helped elevate it for sure and we've just grown to traveling now we went yeah. on a tour this year and we're still doing a tours and um, we're in the middle of pride week so we got four we got no we got seven events we just did once and then we got six left for the yeah. week um and it's just a crazy gay time all women like you said <laughs> it's literally like the most comfortable women can ever feel in their life but also love to shake ass and dance and sing yeah that's the place to be and you know what is crazy too is like i didn't start going to taste events until probably like right before covid like right really yeah like i feel like i've known you for a while though um i we probably like we're on socials, you know, because there was like a time where like I was peaking on socials and I just like completely fell off. But that's how I seen like the events and the first couple I went to, I was like, oh, this is lit. Like I'd never been to yeah. a girls only yeah. anything. Now when I'm in these other spaces, I hate it. Like I'm like so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like yeah. the male energy really does make such a big difference. Oh, and I think that that's even with like what you wear oh yeah you dance. a thousand percent yeah all the things what you're doing is really important so i think it's dope that yeah. you're a part of so much that's like highlighting yeah how fun the queer community is how so like open i think that there is too a kind of like a taboo to like well like how do i be a part of something i'm not a part of like yeah if you are like a questioning queer you just came out or even you're if you're just a woman you're welcome yeah or just a straight woman like mm -hmm. you that's the other misconception too it's like well i'm not gay i'm not going that and i'm like what it doesn't say yeah. <laughs> lesbians only, yeah. it says yeah. girls only. Uh -huh, like, uh -huh. So yeah, I think that those those kinds of things are super important. And that's why I love like what you do. And I love watching what you do because I also see how people gravitate towards you. And I think that like you just being like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm like, you know, for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, I'm an open book because I didn't know we was dating, like whatever. <laughs> I gotta, I, my thing right now is like, bigger I get, the more I realize the importance of mystery and oh. keeping that yeah. very prevalent. Do you think that there's, do you ever feel unsafe being so open on social media? Not unsafe, just exposed and like, 
the more that you do share, the more people feel like they can say stuff about you. And yeah. then it like devalues anything that you put out as far as content. So like that's true. Anything I put out has value to it, especially my OnlyFans and stuff like that. So like, yeah, you know, you're getting exclusive. You're getting the exclusive experience that people want. And you're a full-time content creator. You're yeah. full-time. And like if media. I if I were to give all the clips, all the information, people would be like, okay, so then what? You know, it's like. Oh, you want you want something to be left to the imagination. You have to. Yeah. You do the same. I do do the same, but I think I, f I feel like I do it for different reasons. Like, oh, okay. I feel unsafe. Like, I don't, that's why, uh, like, I will post about your guys' events or even my own events. But if I'm planning it, people don't, people don't need to come just because I'm going to be there. You know, like, for the most part, like, my clients hire me to just produce the event. They don't hire mm. me to bring people in, you know. And, like, unfortunately over the years, I've had some stalkers that, like, really made me feel super unsafe and, like, scared. That's scary. You know, so, like. That's uh, one thing I really feel bad about for feminine women. Is the, yeah. Is the way People men take things and just. The thing is, level. like, one one of the stalkers, I don't even know if it was a man or a woman. Like, I just know that this person was just, like, being really extra creepy and, like, just. We don't even talk about it, but it was just like that part of social media. That's why I've been so afraid to put myself out there for a while. And like, even like when I'm like on TikTok live or like, I'm like, oh, I'm getting ready for my show or whatever. Or, like, oh, I'm going out. They're like, where are you going? I'm like, why would I tell you that? <laughs> why, yeah. why would I tell you that? Yeah. yeah. So a perfect stranger could come mark me in the club. No, thank you. Like, I, <laughs> or kidnap me. I feel like I would go for a lot of money. No, you don't think I would be found. Send the sirens. Send the sirens. <laughs> <laughs> So, you talk about this, like, mystery to you, right? Yeah. But then, you're in the club on some Magic Mike shit. And yeah. I, what's the craziest, like, I have to know. Like, what's the craziest experience you've had as a dancer in these spaces? <sighs> I don't think I have a craziest. I've definitely had crazy moments, though. Um, a lot of times I feel like I'm going to fall because of, like, put money aggressively in the front and then they just like pull my pants and mm. I'm like on my toes. So I've seen, mm -hmm. <laughs> I have seen, um, scary moments there. Um, the, like some people ask me on my live a couple times, like about if I've ever felt objectified and I definitely have by women for sure. That's definitely a thing. But it's just like, one thing I've noticed is with masculine women, we don't really, none of that is ever really taken that serious. No, it's not just, at all. There is a misconception about like studs or masculine presenting women that like they're suddenly boys. And I've always said that because for a while, like I was only dating studs, you know? Yeah. So people think like I'm only into studs because they have this masculine energy. That's the other thing is like I am attracted to masculine energy. There's a difference though. Right. Like there's a difference between masculinity yeah. and masculine energy. I feel like I have a little bit of masculine energy to myself. Yeah. So it's like, I just want that to be matched. But I'm finding being in these spaces, like, you want your stud to, like, change your tire? Like, why don't you know how to change your tire? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, or, like, mm -hmm. these things that I know, I know you're probably an expert in. Yeah, and I, I really just feel like it's it's already just, like, subconsciously there. Yeah. And then it honestly gets a little bit deeper with women that are on the spectrum or, like, bisexual, pansexual. Like, yeah. the way they treat you is different, too. And, like, their subconscious things they might do with men or masculine people yeah. that they don't realize like I'm still I'm still very much a woman you can do exactly what I'm, I'm doing I'm a lady in here I, you can open my door too you can yeah. you know like you can you can you can chivalrize me like make me feel yeah so what's something that you want people to unlearn about masculine presenting oh, that's a great question um i think really it's just about like i said we're women 
So like take out the idea of your mind, even though even if I might be a provider and I like providing and, and doing things like that, like it's still okay to return the favor at all times. And like use your feminine energy to like make us feel good. Like I love that shit. Every, I feel like every masculine woman loves that shit. And, uh, and then also your masculine energy in your feminine ways, like taking, taking, you know, the toll and the initiative to do something and, yeah. and take us out or be like, you know, I'm gonna- Buy me flowers. Yeah, that's great. Like, I love that. We yeah. all love that. And I think even though we just look away or even if we act a certain way, like even if we act masculine, we still will definitely be a little spoon. And we still will definitely like <laughs> be held. Be little spoon. Yeah, I, like, I know a bunch of boys who tell me, I wanna be a little spoon. Yeah, and like, men love it too. Like, you know what I you? think needs to be unlearned in general? I think the idea of gender roles needs to be eliminated yeah. as far as partnership goes. Like mm -hmm. you can have your relationship, then you have a partnership, you have a friendship, yeah. but you have to just to be like a, a, a discernment with these things because a lot of times they do bleed together, but a lot of other times it ruins relationships. Like yeah. even, even like straight relationships, hetero relationships. Oh, if your man God. is like too soft, he's a pussy. Like that's crazy to me. Yes. Or like, if your man cries or if he's like, I would like some flowers or like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know how to change a tire. Like now he's a pussy. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. fucking crazy to me because mm -hmm. I feel like, obviously this is like how society has been for whatever reason. Cause men, well men, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. But I feel like men, like the boys are in their soft era and yeah. I'm kind of here for it yeah. because it's like, yeah, I'm gonna stand my ground. I said that and I'm gonna stand on my ground. But I also need for like masculine presenting women who are hyper masculine presenting to just tone it down a little bit. Cause yeah. they're also blurring the lines. Yeah. Like there's like, there's like femmes, there's like baby studs or like <laughs> the stems like in between. Yeah. There's like the ones that are like you, like, yeah, I dress like this, but I'm still a woman. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then there's, I'm young jock. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to, I need the young jocks to bring it down. So maybe like a Trey Songz. Like, you know, but like, you know what I notice is those women are the ones that hang out with men mainly. Only men. Yeah. Yes, yes, and that's actually. I just experienced that like not that long ago with uh, a woman. How'd that go? It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Just like to just to have a conversation with somebody who has no gay friends, male or female, only That's hangs a red out. Flag. Huh? That's a it's red, a red flag. That's a red flag. Fuck. If you're a gay woman and <laughs> it's masculine, especially like you know gay friends, I feel like that's red no flag. gay friends. Yeah, that's and that's flag. the other thing. If we're in this community, you need. I need you to be gay outside of me. Like, why are you only yeah. gay with me? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> and that, that goes for feminine women that I've been with. Like, if you don't have any gay friends or yeah, you know, it's not gonna work. Especially like we're a whole fucking rainbow on this side. Yeah, you have no color or spice to your life except for me, and then you're gonna be crazy. And we know me. a lot of gay people. Oh, so we know. Like, I I feel like we know all of the gays. We in do. LA. We do. We do. Find you a gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's there. To I be know had. way too many. You know way too many. Way too many. Yeah. Well. I don't think that's a bad thing either. Cause the other thing too, that I was thinking about when I was thinking about having you here, <laughs> it's a good thing <laughs> is that you guys, or even myself, because I'm a part of this community, we've built this community up to be communal, like yes. to be like in these shared spaces, to know where to go, where not to go, who to be with, who not to be with. She's toxic, you know? <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah, we were just talking about that. It's good to know <laughs> these things because LA is a jungle. And it you is. could get lost in the city. It's wild. And I think it's important to have a community and like to build these friends. And I think it's so cute. We have like bonfires and like friends givings without Thanksgiving part, but just like mm -hmm. 
friend dinners and like yeah. these events and Hell yeah. the themes and you know mm-hmm. so it is very cool to be a part of this kind of community especially coming from like a small town no, and same. you did too yeah same. do you want to talk about that yeah jersey's there's no gays in jersey, jersey. There's no gays. <laughs> literally south jersey like i mean north jersey has them but yeah that's like a different breed of lesbian too so <laughs> that is a different breed of lesbian it really is um but south jersey growing up never seen a lesbian in my life no way maybe like a family friend but like ones that look like me or yeah. younger nah so what made you what like what inspired you like what get like the internet and then people like amber amber's closet like just people that were already yeah. out and doing the things and then i went out here and i went to the the cscob and i graduated from there but the rugby team super gay every rugby team's gay as hell i was just gonna say i don't i didn't unimagine that they weren't yeah gay yeah. so then i was like oh this is what gay look like you know like and it was cool to like get hit on and like Ooh. experience things did you watch so. the l word growing up not until after i came out really yeah she was like you haven't seen the l word you need to watch i that. literally used to watch the l word on like hbo or whatever it was on I didn't, it, I didn't it, it would come on super late like oh so you watched it live when they came out yeah damn you're real <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> i was very much in the closet though oh, um yeah. But when it came out, it would come on like super late at night, and like I'm somebody who doesn't sleep. I haven't, I've had insomnia my whole life, Holy basically. Shit. So it would come on, and I'd be like, <gasps> "Are they kissing on the mouth?" Like what? But I feel like I had like my first queer experience very young. Like, oh, probably you talk two. about that? Now my mom watches this. <laughs> <laughs> it was I just was kissing girls before Katy Perry. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, okay. You yeah, know, I kissed yeah. a girl and I liked it. Yeah, uh-huh. That song actually inspired me to come out. Wow, we were singing that last night at the karaoke. Were you? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I put it as like my Facebook status. I kissed a girl and I liked it. And everybody was like, what the fuck, Kate? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, nobody's heard the song. Like, nobody's heard the song. It's a song. And then like, you know, when Twitter came out, I would do like subliminals, like the taste of her cherry chapstick or whatever, oh, taste of her cherry lipstick. And people were like, you're gay, like, shut up. But like, if we were friends in middle school, you knew, like, I was always telling people like, I do like girls, but I can't date one. Like. My, like, my parents will never be okay with that, or, like, you know, oh, like, one of those. Okay. yeah, I was scared as hell. My mom was scary. I mean, that is young. I didn't even know until I was 22. Yeah, I would <laughs> run that back. You didn't know until when? 22, yeah. 22 years old? Mm-hmm. How old are you now? I'm about to be 30 this year. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, it's not, I mean, it's almost a decade, but mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. I've known since I was, like, 12. That's amazing. You should be Is very it? proud of yourself. I no, didn't you do should. too much with it. So. <laughs> I mean, at least you had, I mean, I feel like I knew at age six, but then I like, yeah. got in the back in the closet real quick when my mom reacted weird too. So Yeah, I feel like everybody, every parent's first initial reaction. Uh, it's like so important that like first, once yeah. you tell them the yeah. reaction, everything. Yeah, my mom, when I came out, like, first of all, I was outed. Oh, so damn. we'll just say that. Yeah, I was outed by, by one of my exes. Oh. Yeah, I know. Like, they were ex at the time? They were ex at the time, yeah. Oh, my God. And um, I had started dating a girl who was much older than me at the time. That was that was the – there was a lot of things that I could have did better. <laughs> Not dating somebody that much older than me was probably a start. Okay. But whatever. <laughs> my ex at the time, like, he was very triggered by homosexuality, I'll just say, like – he was not Red open flag. to it. It was just, <laughs> it was a problem. I was allegedly the love of his life. Mm. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. But once we like broke up after, you know, we broke up however many times we did in high school, you know, I was like, um, I'm ready to like take this leap, you know? So when this girl came into my life, she was also a stud. 
super stud she looked like justin bieber super stud? yeah oh my god i lied the other day somebody asked me if i ever dated a white girl and i said no that was your first my first was girlfriend was white no way <gasps> you're watching like this Bieber? yeah she looks like justin bieber <laughs> she's so cute she's married now <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah congrats to her <laughs> but um he found out because his mom saw me out with her at like a restaurant and went home and told him and he ran to my mom's house. Damn, I've never told this story. We're letting it all out today. Yes, we're talking about it. Um, he ran to my house because we were like neighbors, essentially. Like we probably live like six blocks away oh from each other. God. And he knocked on my door. And at the time, my I have a twin brother. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah. Twin. Yeah, okay. his name is Keenan. Mm -hmm. He's always been flamboyant. Like there was no denying he was gay. He just never felt the need to come out, you know, and like nobody ever pressured him to. But everyone at school knew. Mm. So he comes to my house, he knocks on my door and my mom answers and she's like, what's up? <laughs> Cause she was sick of his shit too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, you're just okay with this. You're okay with like your daughter ending up like your son. Damn. And she was like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Right. Her still in denial that my brother's oh, gay, wow. you know? Yeah. And she, everybody waited till I got home from work. Like, I had family that lived next door to at the time. They knew he was there. Like nobody Why alerted. Was everybody me. On the nobody same block? alerted me. Like what the fuck? Why is everybody on the same block? <laughs> I don't know. We all moved to the city at the same time. Um, but anyways, why I get home from work and he's outside? Oh Still, my God. he waited the whole time like a psycho. And he was like, "So you gay now?" And I was like, "Bro, I've been gay. You Damn, knew this." Like really offended. Oh, he took it so per like he literally thought that I was being gay to offend him. Ugh. Self-centered, no? Kind of crazy, but whatever. We worked through it. <laughs> I feel like me doing that, he kind of like unlearned a lot of behaviors because after that, I mean, we were still in each other's lives. We were in high school, you know, for a while. And I felt like the conversations were more open after that. Mm -hmm. He was more open after that. Mm -hmm. So shout out to me. <laughs> right. But Cause we gotta yeah, do that for people I think that my mom's reaction made me feel like, fuck, like, maybe she's right. Like, Mm -hmm. like maybe like this is a phase like mm -hmm. maybe it is it, it will be unsafe for me because like look at this reaction yeah. yeah so it was just like all these things kind of i closed myself off to women until like a year after i graduated and that's when i met the ex that you know mm. oh okay. yeah okay. yeah two years actually two some uh, time is above me but <laughs> regardless um i met her right after i turned 21 so okay. Three years. Yeah. But yeah, I think that like you, your parents gotta, you gotta know like, or don't tell them. <laughs> I don't or just know. at least like just right when you hear it, be like it's okay because my mom said that, but it was like a yeah. minute of silence. Yeah. And I was so like, advice. What advice do you give to like parents? millennial parents? Yeah. yeah. That are gonna have babies or have babies and they're not worried about their child sexuality. Like no more gender reveal parties. I feel like that should be out. <gasps> oh my, damn, it's that's really gotta deep. Go. That's so deep. It's so gotta okay. go. And okay. like just the imposed idea of anything when it comes to sexuality or who you are when you're born, like even if they are a man or a woman when they're born, like you don't know that. Yeah, you they don't. They don't even know that, you know, like. That was something I realized with the whole Target campaign shit. I was just so like, it almost, People felt like I was in uh, favor of them pulling, which I was because, but not for, not because I'm, obviously I'm not homophobic, but somebody in that office had an agenda. Somebody was like, we're yeah. going to piss off the gays and piss off the Republicans on one post. Because for me, it was like the, 
there was children's clothes in this section that Jesus. had like naked bodies on it and i was like no actual <laughs> queer person is gonna put this on their child like it was uh. like titties and like boobs out with like hairy legs and like i didn't even see all that dude it was cr there was like a onesie that said something like like i love my queer i love my moms or i love my dad something along those lines and it was like queer 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 and i'm like why are we using the children like and then i was like babies don't even know right. if they're a boy girl human dog cat like they don't know right. so what is what's what was the motive here exactly. honestly i haven't been to target since then you gotta piss me the fuck off Target gotta get it together Target, literally it sounds gay when you say it and we love the gays love Target. who doesn't love Target? but the gays really love it we do. so like they're, they're <laughs> fucking themselves right now yeah i don't know i don't even know if they got affected <clears> but the gay agenda like gay propaganda and i will say like on the flip side and i feel like you can attest to this like some gay people are mentally ill oh yeah and they make us look bad uh, yeah. they make us look so bad yeah because one of the first things my mom told me when i first started dating women was like women hate women and i was like in my head granted i'm like a retired street fighter okay i was like i hit women like what do you mean like i like i fight I it, but it went way above my head and i was like oh you mean like domestic violence like yeah. oh yeah. And i was like girl i wish somebody would <laughs> <laughs> i wish it would yeah. but see, i've always i've been very fortunate since i've never been in that predicament good. but that's i good. that was like but a lot of us haven't yeah a lot of us have i've seen it yeah. you know like i, I used see to it all the time i used to work a uh, crowd control for coachella oh really yeah i did that for two years that sounds like hell. For the Everyone Initiative, it was hell. It's very hard. It's a very hard job. I don't wish it on anybody oh a lot. God. They still, they kept it going, you know. So shout out to the initiative. But the volume of domestic violence that I've seen in the queer community was literally so off-putting to me. I saw dudes eating punches from their boyfriends. Or like girls like men getting their are, hair yeah, pulled. Men are a different breed. Yeah. All the way across the spectrum, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Damn. But then they, they, it's always the excuse of like, well, they're also a woman. They're also a man, whatever. And yeah. It's, they think that's an excuse or something. So, like, as far as your experience with men goes, have you, did you ever think that maybe you were attracted to men? Like, did you try to, like, convince yourself oh, when I've, you I'm weren't I'm very out? loud and clear that I've dated men and I've been there. You've been there? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah. And what was that experience like for you? I would never go back. You then. would never go back? No. What? Was it like, but in that, in those moments, maybe not necessarily now, but, like, in those moments, what were you, like, seeking that you felt like? I, I actually talk about this a lot in my videos, but I... I have always been really sexual as a person. You've like, always been really sexual? Yeah, like I was at age six, like horny. Like I was just like <laughs> feral. It's crazy. So that's all I was trying to get was just sex. So I did what I was supposed to do as a Christian. My mom raised me, you know, yeah. 18. You finally, you can, you can finally lose it. So I did it in like the sleaziest way possible. And I don't, I'm not proud of a lot of stuff I've done with men. Oh. But yeah, uh, I was always in the mind space of like, I'm pleasing them. I'm always been a pleaser. So I'm just doing what they want me to do and the positions, all things. So it's just like, it was very, very uncomfortable for me. And I, I borderline some, you know, situations where it's like, ah, like, <laughs> I don't know if this is even consensual at this point. So, oh, it's, shit. yeah, it's been that. real deep. And like, it's never affected me really, really bad. But I remember when I first got with my first girl, it was a lot of like unlearning. But then that person was a narcissist and took advantage of me. So that was even even worse way to go about it. Because then it felt like I was still fucking with someone that didn't respect me so oh that's so deep everybody's journey is so like different yeah. and it is important to know these things i think like like your love language and like your past and your traumas and your triggers 
They gotta be. You gotta talk about it first, second date. I don't care. But you know, before people be like, <laughs> you gotta wait. You gotta wait till they like you to like find out. No, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you would talk about that stuff on the first date. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You don't think? If it gets there, I guess yeah. <laughs> I feel like okay, maybe not like all my triggers, yeah, and yeah. Traumas, but definitely like okay, if damn, I don't even have a good example. Talking over me, uh-huh. bad example, but an example, no less. If we're like having a conversation, say, and you're like talking over me, you're not letting me finish, and I get triggered, and I'm irritated, and I'm mad, and now you got a different energy. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, how would you know that? Right. If I don't right, say right, right. it. Okay, that's a good example. So I think like the things, maybe it's more so like me. I want people to know about this fact. Because I don't want, I don't like apologizing either. Okay. Like, I don't like, yeah. if I feel like I've said it and I feel like there's no understanding and you still do it, I'm not going to apologize for my reaction because you knew. That's a good boundary. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm new on boundaries. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good though. <laughs> I think boundaries are really important. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, but. <laughs> like now I want to talk about it now, now I want to talk about this date shit what like what wouldn't you do on a first date with a woman today what wouldn't yeah wouldn't um I want to allow these girls I'm giving y'all free game so you better write this shit down so you can take Jess on a date <laughs> well I don't pursue women anymore that like are not letting me talk is a big one not letting me be heard not asking questions not making them, not making me feel like they're interested, like mentally, because like that's just how you gotta get me right now, like sapiosexually, like that's how I've been. Sapiosexually, yeah. explain that. Just mental stimulation, like the the sexual energy has to be there too from the from the jump, and there's gotta be like an underlying mm. tone of like we both are feeling this, but we're not gonna say anything mm. to yeah. Like, you like the tension. I love that. I build that shit up too. <laughs> yeah, I'm big on that. <laughs> so this last thing that I. It, Re, like introduced into my life whatever like that's how it started was very like slow three dates let's just talk let's just go to a park let's just sit down yeah like let's just yeah are you big on like physical touch i found yes i just learned i'm big on like even if we're just having a conversation just learn i'll like because i don't these are things i don't pay attention to like for myself like for my actions if yeah. like we're talking and i'll just like touch your shoulder like touch your hand or like if we're sitting next to each other and i find something funny i'll be like oh my god I didn't note that as something that I did until somebody pointed it out. They were like, you touch a lot. And I'm like, not th- I like it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and not even a sexual way. It was like one of my friends was like, you noticed that about you? And I was like, no. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I've just been touching people without their consent. <laughs> and no, I've been freaking out. I will say that from feminine women that are pretty, like that's just a great feeling as someone who's receiving that. Like, yeah. And that's just, I mean, are you flirting when you do that? Metal? No, I don't, I don't, th- no. Maybe when you like someone, you're definitely doing. More. Oh, when I like someone, please. Yeah, I'm in your ears. Like I'm like, hey, like, oh shit, <laughs> got too excited. But yeah. no, like, we we eat that shit up. Yeah, all, yeah, we eat this shit up. You did a video <laughs> the other day. Okay. Oh my god, I was dude. I watched it like three times. <laughs> what are you talking about? The video when you were like, <laughs> I love when girls. And you were like, I love when girls say, shut up. <laughs> Feminine girls, yeah, I made a whole video about how much I love feminine women. Yes, and you were mm-hmm. like what, making a smoothie or something, yeah. but mm-hmm. it was just so genuine. Mm-hmm. I was dying. I showed you everyone. Say that shit all, shut up. I do, and I, when, when you said it, I fell out laughing because I was like, <laughs> I say that all the time. Like, shut up, like yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> or like you tell them something exciting, like shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love or it. Or you like, 
would you say would you guys get a, would you see each other and you scream or yeah. like that's so me i, I love like, that shit jess yeah. if you if you fucking talk about me you just say that <laughs> like i'm right here no like so, and that's the cutest thing like the feminine joy that they have with each other like yeah. even though we laugh at it like we're laughing with you too like it's just the cutest fucking thing. i feel like like women have so much game on women yeah that that's why our relationships work yeah like if we're so deep and like we notice all these things like i i want to ask a man like so what do you like about feminine women like they would never say the things i said that's what i'm saying yeah that's why i think we're cracking the code to lesbianism right now because like well that's what that's what we're talking about women and women yeah it's just a different look sometimes you know it but is that's different. that's the thing with masculine women is they think that we don't notice those things or we act like men or we're yeah. not we don't pay attention like no i pay attention like i notice everything mm. and like i notice too much sometimes it's kind of mm. scary so do you i yeah being observant isn't a bad thing though because i want to no. know yeah just like how we we're finding out people be crazy yeah later on mm -hmm. i want to know right now i want to know today yeah on the first day and that's actually one of the things i wanted to talk about is that i really feel like I hold a lot of value on, on what I notice and how much I pay attention and, and what I value in people. Like, and because of that, like they value that within themselves and people value my opinion on people and things mm. like that and who I hang around with. Like, I'm so big on that. You are very intentional. Yeah. And like, I find that a lot of people gravitate towards you, but there is kind of like a, a wall as far as like, you can be here, but you can't stay here. Like, But then I have to as a, like with the career I have, and yeah. the way I live my life. Like it, I, I can never like be like, I don't want to, like, cause that's not my job. Like your job is to make you feel, you know, good. Like welcome. Yeah. yeah. But some people think you're not feminine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard like, that? I look, I look intimidating or something. Yeah. yeah. I've been at these events and like, we'll be talking and then somebody be like, how do you know Jess? And I'm like, what? We've been friends forever. They're like, I don't think Jess likes me. And I'm like, I guarantee you, she doesn't You know how many think. times like, people are just like talking about me like that? It's weird. It's your face. Especially when you're focused. Like when you're, or you're walking through the, the event and you're face. like, you're scanning the room. I'm like, Jess look mad as fuck. Like, <laughs> who did it? Send the, send the sirens. <laughs> who did it? Get this bitch out of here. <laughs> it's the sound of the police. <laughs> In the way that you be observant, mm -hmm. I'm also observant. Mm. Especially with my friends, like mm -hmm. in the parties. Mm -hmm. I'll be watching you guys to make sure everybody's good. Like, I remember one time. <laughs> That's a part of our job, though. That's true. Like, but I just be there just partying. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've i worked, like, a couple of taste events. But it's just, like, when I'm there, I'm, like, checking for you guys to make sure everybody's good. And if there's just, like, anything that I've noticed, I'll look. And I'm, like, either Jess is really focused or she's mad as hell. I'm and never I mad. I want to know who did it. No, I'm never Get mad. mad. <laughs> <laughs> Me being security. <laughs> I think it's. Yeah, it's just the first thing, bitch face thing, and I'm focused. And yeah. also lately, I feel like I, it's hard for me to focus on too much for anything. Like, uh, it, like being an entertainer, like you, I feel like you have to have almost like ADHD mentality. Like you have to like, as soon as like, if you get too focused in on something, like the anxiety of something or the yeah. awkwardness or something of like this conversation or of a situation, like it's it's, it's gonna drown you. It's gonna take you away yeah. from this, what's actually really important, which is running an event or like being an experience or whatever like i've got the adhd down pat <laughs> it's in my brain it's here and i yeah that's my superpower that's how i'm able to do all these things swear i was like if i didn't have adhd i'd probably be a nine to fiver and you're a great multitasker thank you yeah, i really that's try one of the skills that comes with that so you know you too though yeah you too that's why maybe everyone who's famous has adhd i feel like we all have a little level of it like a certain level like a touch <laughs> <laughs> just a touch sad yeah well, <laughs> the last thing yeah. that I want to talk about 
that I love to close like my interviews okay. with is where do you see yourself in three years? Three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just elevating whatever I'm doing right now. So dance is going to be like insane. Uh, the places I'm going to be, I'm definitely be around the world. Definitely. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I've been manifesting to be flown out and that's been happening easy. Like, uh, more of these podcasts and, and shows. I just filmed a lesbian movie. So like, that'll be out. I saw that. And I hope that that brings more acting stuff. Cause I am also signed with the agency. So I'm also trying to, you know, be on posters and billboards, more billboards. I was already on a couple. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Like mm-hmm. just these little things. And then everybody that's in my circle and the community is coming with, we're all going, we're, we're all, all going, we're all doing it. And we're if I can team. help, I'm going to help. And I just want to keep being a voice and a face and a yeah. great time. Well, the trick is, this is a manifesting podcast. Let's, let's talk about it. So everything we talk about mm-hmm. comes to fruition. Period. And that three years are going to come quick, babe. We're yeah. already halfway through this year. Jeez. We are more. It's June. God What's damn. up, June? Right. Even though the gloom isn't giving June, it's okay. It's okay. Three years from now, yeah. Jay Killam, worldwide. You are too. Talking about it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, three years from now, I don't think I've answered this question for myself. You should. I think we, I have answered. The show is going to go crazy. Yeah. The show. And I was going to say, I'm so glad that I'm here now, like in the beginning <laughs> stages. So I'm like, I was on her podcast when she's yeah. like all over the screens. And no, stuff like. the thing is, any everyone from this season is getting a um, re reboot, a oh, rerun. Period. We're running it back. Period. Oh, we got to run it back. Next year, I want to say, like, I want to ch- have a check in because okay. you guys are okay. my, you're my babies right now. Like, we're, you're, you are providing me with value for my show. I am providing you with a new platform. Not that you need it. It's an amazing platform. Thank you. <laughs> and I really think that, like, yeah. in three years from now, when we do this again, hell yeah. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited so for excited. You. I'm genuinely excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Blushing. I'm glad I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> well, as always, you guys, you are going to be able to find Jess slash Jay Killam on our page here. We'll tag all of her socials because you have to follow especially if you're a baby gay, a new gay, or a gay. You need to be in the community so we can see you around. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to follow me, Caitlin Diaries, and Candy House on Instagram so that you can know when our new shows are coming out. But as always, stay beautiful, stay safe. We'll see you next time.